listening to Barstool Bender. Thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode of Barstool Banter. I'm your host, Dave. With me, as always, is... Nikki. And we have a very awesome guest for you tonight. We have Clint Roberts on the podcast tonight. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, how you doing tonight? What can I get for you? <laughs> We're doing just fine. Uh, we'll get to the shot here in just a second. Let's get past the intros first. So, uh, Clint Roberts, if you don't know, um, he's been a bartender up here in the Twin Ports for... Since uh, 2012. 2012 so insert, eight years insert math here um <laughs> we're gonna go with eight it's easy because it's 20 you know i am working on my third hangover for the day <laughs> it's <Yeah>. impressive <laughs> hey so now you've known nikki for 10 years now uh about eight years eight years now yep. so math again you know. math again you know it's, yeah i met her i met her at uh the dugout in uh 2012 probably approximately uh one in the morning right right towards last call something like that probably mid-february i want to say yeah and i remember going uh those were the days where after mr lucky's like the original mr lucky's closed down uh we would in the robot dugout mm-hmm. and then uh what's his name mark the care mm-hmm we opened Mr. Lucky's a different location mm-hmm. right next to the old road. Frankie's building. That would have been uh, right around April 2015. So we'd kind of hop back and forth. We really wanted to support Mr. Lucky's, and we'd hop back and forth, and it'd be like, well, who's working over at Lucky's? Mm-hmm. Oh, All right, I'll go over to this cool guy. Yeah, actually, I uh, lived in the Iron Range for about a whopping 11 months, and uh, Mark called me on the, on the 10th month that I was there, and he said, hey, I reopened the pool hall, and uh, he offered me a full-time bartending position there, and I jumped right on it. As soon as uh, my kid got out of school in May, I believe uh, that was like first week of May, I think the second week of May I came and started and uh, had uh, had an old-school legend, Bev, that was the bar manager there, and uh, everything kind of just went on from there. Now, is that the same Bev that owned uh, Bev's Jupiter? Correct. Yes, it was. Heard a lot of good stories about that place. Oh, she was I, in a- I actually never met her, and she came in on like my third or fourth night there, and she ordered a beer, uh, PBR, I believe. Absolutely. And uh, got to chatting with her or whatever, and I had no idea she's my boss. And uh, about 20 minutes in, she goes, by the way, I'm Bev, and uh, I'm glad you work for me. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm glad to be here. Oh, Bev was... A- Bev is an awesome lady. Legend, um, absolutely. I, I can remember spending nights at Bev's Juke Joint, like not a, not a terribly a lot of nights there, but it w- it was really fun. Like a lot of memories for the the time that they were, you know, before they closed down. Anyway, it's it's a uh, it's kind of an unfortunate thing, you know. Uh, Superior's been thriving in the bar business for as long as anybody longer than we've been alive. And uh, a lot of bars have went belly up and sad about every one of them, you know. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Absolutely. It sucks. Yeah, it seriously does. Uh, you know, and it just has a lot to do with the, you know, the, I guess you could say the old, the old uh, gang dying off or getting out of the bars and the newcomers don't really. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they, they just don't. Um they, they don't take a fancy to the bar like we do. They do a lot of bar hopping. Uh, consider themselves awesome for doing three shots of vodka and having a 
Captain Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, but and the elusive mango white claw. Oh god. Yeah, I you know I don't ever you know give any kind of negativity towards anything, but the the summer of nineteen was all about the claw, and I have tried it, and it is okay. Um, but you won't you won't catch me like, buying it myself. I just it's not my thing. I'd rather have a a beer myself. I, I'm a, I'm a big beer drinker. Like I know that we've discussed this before on this podcast, but um, I I did really enjoy the Trulies. The, the blueberry the blueberry tree oh, I like God, that was yeah. my favorite one well all the oh, women that dug out you know we'd get a new shipment of truly in that day and it was gone before my next shift you know it's like what the hell we had three cases delivered and just gone yeah, well, they have a high alcohol as, content. As a tendered bartender, I try to make it as easy as possible when I go to a new bar and meet a new bartender, and I have a filtering system, and it's usually uh, something really easy that's really common, like a domestic, or I'll be like, okay, I want an IPA that doesn't taste like fruit. Yeah. And uh, I had a bartender, it was my birthday last year, actually, and uh, he goes, well, I, I got this and this, it's got a little touch of peach, and I'm like, no, you don't seem to understand, I don't want, I don't want this beer to taste like fruit, and I go, you know, why don't you just give me this, and he goes, well, that's a pilsner, I go, I know, I know. all right well before we go any further uh now we were talking before the podcast and you haven't really listened to any of the other any of our other podcasts um so on barstool banter obviously we've got a bottle of rebel stoke apple whiskey in front of us delicious um so we're gonna start it out with a shot nikki would you pour us a shot please uh and then um i'll be keeping an eye on the timer we're gonna be doing a shot every 15 minutes by the time we're done recording um you guys are gonna sound like me we came here to party all right good good that just sounds amazing can't wait till we actually start recording video for this the bar still banter thank you still banter And, uh, you know, speaking of the White Claw, um, I'm not a big White Claw fan, but I did try and uh, venture out today. I bought the Bud Light Seltzer Lemon Lime. I had a, which one did I have? Black Cherry yeah. earlier today. I'm like, trying to nurse the, the first hangover of the day. Uh, not bad. Not amazing, but not bad. It, it did kind of help the... Well, there is a rumor that the only way to stop a hangover is to continue to drink, so I gotta stick with that motto, I think. I get that that's where my people drink the Bloody Marys, but I don't like tomato juice, so that's an issue for me, but... Um, Bud Light Seltzer's okay, if you like Seltzer's. Hear that, Bud Light? Give me some money. <laughs> dilly dilly <laughs> dilly dilly indeed and so now you're I wouldn't say you've taken a hiatus from bartender but you're not doing as much as you used to I'm not uh, I had a different opportunity approach me a couple of years ago um, that I couldn't really say no to and uh, after uh, seven years or you know six years of bartending even then I, I decided to step away from it but continue to be present um, in the bar scene, I uh, 
very as much as I can get to a lot of my favorite bars, which is all of them in the Twin Ports. Shout out to you. That's fair. And uh, like try to try to support the you know local economy. I don't believe in traveling an hour or two away to spend my hard-earned money somewhere else, and I can do it right here at home. So out of curiosity, when you uh, have a free moment and you go to the bar, where's your, your, the first place you're going to go? Uh, here in Superior, I have to go with uh, Third Base. That is definitely one of my favorites. Shout um, out to 3B. Shout out to 3B, which, you know, uh, if I could just take a quick second, gets a bad rap, you know, from the things that have happened in the past few years. But you know what? I'm there once or twice a week. And if that place is done, a one eighty, it is, it is, uh, it is fun. It's making money. People are having a good time. Nobody's getting hurt. I feel like that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that's all that matters, right there. That's really good to hear. And so now your three B is somewhere that you kind of moonlight at now, mm-hmm. right? Um, what are some of the other past bars you've worked at? Oh boy, how much time do we have? Uh, let me banter on. It all started uh, back in uh, 2012. I was uh, bouncing at Mr. Lucky's, and uh, one night a bartender must have been ill, didn't show up, and uh, the owner, uh, Mark, said, uh, sink or or swim. And I hopped back there, and basically my job for the next four hours was just to hand out bottled beer and tell the other two bartenders what I sold they would ring it up. I would collect the money. I so would give a bar the bank, essentially. Basically. Um, and then from there on, um, I had just ended a job um, that wasn't going anywhere, and I decided to get my bartender license. So I went on the internet, paid the 11 bucks, got my certificate, uh, got approved by the, uh, by the uh, committee here in Superior, and then here are the list of bars that I've worked at, and I love them all. Um, high fives, Landmark Lanes, Mama's Bar, the second Mr. Lucky's, the Rustic in West Duluth, third base, Steel Toe Pub. That's the one that was an Android? And then one of my personal favorites that I was there for about two years is uh, The Last Resort, which is Kitty Corner from Tat. 318 Tower Avenue. I recommend it. Um, Very good place to go. Good people, good times. Uh, Big courtyard in the back. Um, And that would round off... Oh, and the last last but not least, uh, the keyboard in Proctor. So... I've I've been around a little bit, you know, been around a little bit. So which one would you consider your favorite one to work at? See that's a that's a tough question. There's there's a there's a few different ways to attack this question. Uh, if you ask me was my favorite according to me counting money at the end of the night, um, or my favorite to like be at, I would have to say um It does make a difference. Last resort was probably my favorite to work at all around you know as far as uh, i didn't have to worry about too many problems i made decent money and uh job security was always there um so yeah i would have to say last resort and now uh what bar were you working at when you were bartender of the year i was not bartender of the year i was nominated or you were nominated it's funny you asked that i was working at three different ones at the same time uh and i forgot to mention one too i also worked at top hat um, for a very brief moment of time one summer. Um, okay. 
but yeah, it does count. Um, I was working at Steel Toe, Last Resort, and Third Base uh, when I went on a 60-day run in a row and uh, did not win Bartender of the Year. Well, you were nominated. That's still something nominated. to say. And yes. that was uh, 2016. You got the nod. Actually, I think Kelly Barker, wasn't she 2016? Could have been. I, I think Kelly Barker is on there a lot. Yeah, I think she's, so. she's an excellent bartender. She's amazing. amazing. I absolutely love Kelly. Um, matter of fact, there's not too many bartenders I don't like here. Well, maybe one. We are blessed. We are yeah. blessed. We have a lot of good ones. There's a town. lot of talent here. Uh, you know, like we had, um, you know, we've had a couple amazing bartenders on Barstool Banter with us. And it's, it was, it's been a real privilege to be able to sit down and get to know you guys because passing in a bar it's uh you know can i get a bud light how are you doing that's about it because you've got other people you got to tend to um as an ex-bartender you know i tried it out for a little bit and, you know it's, it's hard maintaining a conversation unless you're josh rue uh and then he, he is one of the best in the business <laughs> my goodness but you have my to be goodness. able to have a conversation with somebody that you don't necessarily like yeah yeah that's the thing that you got you got a guy that you got a guy that moves uh, with basically one and a half legs, and he moves like a cheetah. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, amazing. And 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 Dave, I love you, but my God, if you don't like somebody, they better not come try to drink at your bar. No, I, that's why I had to get out of it. Um, you know, I just there's some people I don't like, and I you know I tend to hold on to things. Grudge, sure. Um, so yeah, other than that, you know, I enjoyed bartending. You know, Nikki got me into it, uh, which you know I remember first time she had me come back and help her at dugout. That was one of the coolest fucking nights of my life, right there. Yeah, I was just essentially a bar back, but you know, I've had, had a few different situations in the past decade where I've had a confrontation um, on the other side of the bar with somebody, and then you run into them while you're working, and, and that's when the professionalism really takes its toll. Like, can you keep your cool? Can you pretend to forget? And you know what? It turned out to be excellent tippers. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's weird how that works. Okay, and now you strike me as a man that has a lot of bar stories. You know, you have a lot of, I guess, both good and bad. Full size of the bar. Yeah, I, I have some doozies. I really do doesn't have to be your bartending doesn't have to be all the best all the best all the best ones were when i was bartending you know uh not all bartenders play by the rules 90 percent of the time i did you know i didn't even do the whole one beer an hour thing if it was if it was busy i maintained and i don't even wait what what is this rule i know it's weird i I like to have a clear head when i was bartending i I, you know i'd like to be focused and he did bartend in duluth so that's the thing okay yeah because i remember it was one night maybe there was one night me and you were behind the bar together and we did 18 shots a piece on one shift but anyways apologize for interrupting no what is your most fantastic bar story the gold medal. Um, it was very early on in my tenure. I'd probably only did about 13 or 14 shifts. And uh, it was a full bar. Everybody was having a good time. Uh, it was, uh, the bar was making money, uh, which, you know, before I came along, not saying it had anything to do with it, um, but normally it didn't make money. And this night it was, and it's around 930 at night. 
and I'm uh, taking orders and I'm new to it. So it's really tough, you know, to run the table and not get overran and I'm getting overran. And there's uh, three women that come in. Two of them I could already tell were smashed. One of them was not. She was pregnant. She was not drinking. Um, Even though I was specifically told not to give anything free away, I gave her a free soda. And uh, the next thing I know, I'm taking orders and I turn around to put the money in the till and get the change out. And I turn around and I see the pregnant chick's titty out and she is squirting breast milk into a shot glass for her drunk friends. And that was the day I told myself, I think I'm going to get along just fine in this business. What? Yeah. What? Yes. uh, She was probably eight or nine months pregnant and she was squirting breast milk. It looked like rum chata into a shot glass and then her friend drank it and then they high-fived, took a selfie. It was insane. It was it was just... Uh, and this pregnant woman had to have been drinking. She was not drinking. That's what I'm saying. She hadn't been, she hadn't been drinking. She had not been drinking. I, I think it was, uh, I think it was like a, some kind of like a... Um, what do you call it? Where you gotta check stuff off a list. You know? Uh, yeah. Look at like a... Uh, like a treasure hunt type deal. Yeah. Like a, uh, it's not stag party. It's a. You lost me. But yeah. Yeah, I'm lost too. I mean, I know what a stag party is. It's no, uh, you know no, like no. like a bachelor party. Bachelor party is the word. I'm right, where yeah. you have a list and pregnant right. at a bachelor party right. and. Who writes that list? Of, I, Let's take a shot of breast milk. I, I don't know. I, I really don't all, know. I mean, no, there's a lot no. of things. There's a lot of things I've seen Gross. and heard, but I've never heard anybody else repeat that story before. That one's mine. Yeah, no, that's yep. um, yeah, that yeah, one's mine. Um, Fantastic yet disturbing. I'm I'm pretty it's sure disturbing. the individuals involved try to forget about that night every day. I, I don't know who they are. Probably never see them again. So if you're listening to this and you remember. Taking a shot of your friend's breast milk, at or the bar. giving your friend a shot of your breast milk. You're Let famous. us know. We would love to have you on <laughs> for like a short little. Anybody snippet. can tell a story that you've heard a hundred times. Oh my god! No, I've I, never I'm heard ne- that one. Yeah, that, that's that's my gold medal. <laughs> have you ever had breast milk? It's delicious. Delicious. I can't. Can I plead the fifth on that? Yes, one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the only opportunity would have been my would have been my own. Yeah, um, but. I've had a lot of no. different kind of milks before, and uh, definitely not the best one. No, no, no. I, I would not. You guys seem shell shocked. Are you all right? Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm a little I'm, disturbed, actually. I'm, I'm eating a <laughs> shrimp. Trying to process that one. I'm eating a shrimp right now. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I mean, well, we're the only species that chooses to drink another species' milk over our It own, wasn't much. So. It was probably a couple thimbles, you know, worth, you know. A liquor cap full, so to speak. It's kind of like cum shot. Cum shot worth. (laughs) From from what I hear medically, cum shot's about one ounce, and this was definitely less than that. And now I'm thinking about which one tastes better. I'm probably going to go with the breast milk, but... I have no comment. I have no idea. I don't have experience. Oh, I'm the only one around the table that's tried both. Okay. Good job. Great job. Thank you. So proud of you. Hey, so now, have you ever had? Obviously, you've probably had a night that was just like so terrible you wanted it to end. Absolutely. So, what would be 
a worst bar story for you? Uh, I mean, worst bar story would have to be uh, it was a Monday night, uh, four people in the bar, and uh, they were all hammered when I got there. And then the next thing I knew, a group of about 12, which turned into about 25, people came in and they just came from the funeral. Oh. Yeah, very sad. Very yeah, sad. That's, that's and, the worst uh, kind of group you want to come into the and, bar. And uh, they got extremely hammered. I knew what they were doing, but I didn't say anything because I felt bad. They were all car barring. They were all broke. And uh, they were all crying, you know, and this went on for hours. And uh, so here it is. The lights are on. The bar isn't really making any money. And then you got a bunch, you got a, a small militia of sad people. And uh, then there was vomiting. Uh, one girl that I told should leave. I even offered to buy a, a taxi for her and her friend to get her home safe. And they declined. She ended up throwing up in the ice bin. Oh. So, no. of course, I had to clean it all out properly sanitize it, refill it with ice. And then in the meantime, I'm getting overflow from other bars, so now I'm starting to get busy. It was the worst timing in the world. And then they started fighting. And then the police came. And thank God, thank God nobody got seriously hurt, but I uh, ended up having to shut the bar down at like 11.30 at night. Jeez. When, yeah, it, it was yeah, terrible. It's, it's I a, never want to have to do that again. Yeah. It's a, like a no-comment, like, Mm, it was bad. bad wasn't impressed. I wasn't oh, impressed no. at all. I was no. thinking maybe you're going to tell me like she threw up on the bar, you which know, is it, absolutely disgusting. Oh, she did, and then it drained into, into the, the into the ice bin because you can't. Yeah, you can't. Recover. No coming back I mean, from that. Can, Thankfully, the bar that I worked at had the proper stuff, so I could properly clean, cleanse, and sanitize it. No. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah, or the, else the, the problem you run into as a bartender or bar owner is you. There's going to be those people that don't know when to fucking quit. You know, no. They, they there's, no been, there's no over-serve in Wisconsin. No. Two bartenders delight. Yes. Unfortunately. Thankfully. Um, so it is... Well, actually, we're past that time in the podcast. Nikki, pour us another delicious shot, please. I went by quick. Again, we are drinking uh, Revel Stoke Apple Whiskey. Delicious. Uh, if you have not tried it, go out and have yourself a shot. It is amazing. So usually, or when we're at a bar, we drink the uh, Jack Apple or mm. regular Jack. But mm-hmm. uh, you know what? When you're standing in a liquor store and you look at the price of the bottle and the flavor versus the cost, like, I mean, the Rebel Silk is a little sweeter than Jack Apple. A little bit. It's one tier below, but it's still just as good like in it, and it's eight bucks less. Right. Yeah. Right. I think this was like, was it 12 or was it 10? I can't remember, but it was considerably less. Twelve, fourteen dollars less than the bottle of uh, Jack Apple. It's a difference, but of course, I'm also the guy that couldn't do math earlier. You know. So yeah. <laughs> Cheers. 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 How's 2020 going for you guys so far? Um, January has been about 87 days long. Oh wow, it's impressive. Um, yeah, absolutely. New Year's feels like. 87 days ago. Oh, I did the We did the old person thing New Year's, so. Oh, did you yeah, stay at home? We, we did. Yeah. We did. That's all right. I partied enough for all three um, of us. Actually, we stayed home and uh, binge watched. Um, the Good Place. No, I thought it was American Horror Story. Oh, good show. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we binge watched the latest season of American Horror Story. 
And then New Year's Day, we binge-watched The Good Place. We were super lazy. Um, which, I'm going to throw it out there. If you haven't watched The Good Place yet, check it out. It's, I have not seen that yet. It's, uh, it's funny. Uh, Tan Danzig, or whatever his name is. Ted Danzen. Ted Danzen. Danzen. There we go. At his best. And so now, uh, Clint, what keeps you bartending? Well, in the moment of uh, my prime, I would have to say, you know, to be to be honest, I'm the most non-humble person you'll ever meet. Uh, in my opinion, being humble just means you haven't accomplished shit. Uh, bartenders go to work to make money. Absolutely. So um, that kept me going. Um, at first it was slow, but then I got better at it. And then I started to resource and um, pretty likable guy from what I've heard. So people would come in groups to see me and I would make a, a pretty good wage. Um, that is what kept me going. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't to make sure people have a good time. That's part of the job. Um, it was it was I went where the money was. That's why why I worked in so many different places. And word of mouth is huge, especially in a small town like Superior. So every once in a while, I would have somebody come in and, and pass me a business card or write a name and a number on a napkin, and I would put in my two weeks' notice and go to the next one. I mean, I would go over to Lucky's from Dugout. Like, I loved Dugout, and I really wanted Lucky's to do really good. But, you know, Clint, he got nice eyes, and he friendly oh, bartender. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sorry, that. I didn't mean to go there, but... They got creepy for a second. Sorry, I'm not lie. sorry. I do have bedroom eyes. I still to this day don't know what it means, but I have been told one hundred and fifty thousand times. It's I the haven't. color. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dave, but you know. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But you you don't bartend because you love the people. But then, all the time, I do love yeah. the people. Most of the people. But you legitimately, you bartend um, for the money. Plus, let's face it: when you're a bartender, you you are the person. You are basically a local celebrity. You are what everybody loves to see, and the last person they want to, you know, before they go home. So, I mean, there is you're the something person. to be said about when you walk it when when somebody walks into the bar and sees that you're working with. And they're like, oh god, thank makes God their it's week. you. Yeah. yeah, and they're happy well, that you're the one that's there and not. You ever heard stories of people going into one bar and you're not there, and they go to another? Absolutely, we, we've we've done that. Mm-hmm. I, I've um, gone to Seal Toe, or I or had gone to Seal Toe because I was like, hey, Clint's working at Seal Toe, let's go there. I've walked into Steel Tone and be like, that's not Clint. Um, I missed that bar. That was a very fancy bar. Very it black was. granite. Fireplaces. Oh, it's a the beautiful kind of place. Beautiful place. It's the kind of place where you get a cucumber in your drink, which is not yeah, like a cucumber thing. press. Yeah. Aside from yeah. Spirit Room in Superior, like I don't know where else. And then uh, what was it? Uh, the new owner didn't want to run a bar or something. New owner. No, they, they sold it. They sold the whole to- the whole hotel was sold. Yeah, and then yep. the new owner, the people that bought it, didn't want to keep the bar. It was like against their religion or something. I have no idea. We don't talk about that though. So yeah. no, that's none of our business. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely a beautiful bar. And compared to what it was, yeah, you know what it was. One hundred eighty, hundred. Yeah, it was. What was it? Karaoke bar. I don't even know. I was never there. Uh, it was the called. The, I- it was called the Android. The okay. only time I ever went into, legitimately went into that building structure was for uh, Papa Don's. Oh, I miss that Back place, the too. Like that one the same year Mama's dead in 14. No. No. I, actually, it'd be February 14, both of them. 
I gotta bam, give credit. Bam. Whoever the waitresses were at Papa Don's back in the day, they had mad patience. Whoever the cook was back in the day. And the cook. But the waitresses had to deal with all of our drunk asses. Hammered. Oh, hammered. Well, not only that, they're taking uh, delivery phone calls at 3 in the morning from Charter NEX Films and other 24-hour running companies around here. So any any business owner, restaurant owner in Superior, if you could please, for the love of God, stay open for a bar-closed crowd because I'm sick and tired of eating quick chips. After I'm done with my bar shift. Even though Quick Trip is convenient and delicious. It's cheap. It's convenient. Whatever. I'll go with convenient. They're taking over. What can you do? You know, I'm you know, going. If we can somehow get Quick Trip to sponsor this podcast, that'd be great. Because I eat there like so much. <laughs> oh, I don't want them. I don't want them to sponsor. I won't even swipe my Quick Trip. I'll take a Papa car. Don's over a Quick Trip. You should anyway. swipe it. Because then at the end of the year, you get the, the email with how many times you've been to Quick Trip. And yeah, and now go. I owe like how many people a round of drinks because of that? Well, Brent won, so he should probably buy people drinks because oh, apparently okay. he can spend a lot of money at Quick Trip. All right, and so, well, moving on. Just uh, segue. Trying to get segue. segue. Trying to get segue to sponsor us by saying segue, segue as much segue. as we can. Segue. It's a good way to get from one place to another. Side to side. Okay, so now in the the eight years that you bartended and you're still bartending, obviously mm-hmm. you've dealt with all sorts of parties. You yes, know, planned yes, parties, mm-hmm. um, certain themes, whether it be Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. What would be your what's your favorite theme to bartend for? Ooh, mm, I would have to say, um, and foot and sports is included in this. Sure, sure. I was a very avid uh, bartender on Sundays, especially with the Sunday ticket. Um, but I would have to say Halloween, definitely my favorite uh, for many different reasons. Uh, the costumes, um, the the. You know, people that you've known for years will come walking in. You have no idea who they are until they open their mouth. Yeah. I, I would have to say Halloween for sure. Okay. Now, did you dress up for that as well? Absolutely. 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 Right. Uh, I was Michael Myers one year. I was a giant bottle of Fireball one year. That Vampire awesome. another. Dude, I was a Fireball fairy. Nice. Yep. Uh, I dressed up as the guy from Scream. Um, which is really hard to bartend in, but it was fun. It was very, very Oh, fun. man, I imagine I just get so What's your hot. favorite scary movie? <laughs> oh, my God. Plus, let's face it, uh, after you get a couple that comes in and they're just being total dinks, they don't know anybody else at the whole party, and they're fighting, so that makes them uh, awkward, negative towards you, and then she starts crying. And the makeup and the mascara, the mascara is just rolling, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it makes for a good night. Absolutely, that, that's always that's always my most most uncomfortable moment in bartending. Crying when, when you're there's a couple in front of you, and like she's crying, he's mad. Like are you, you beating her or no? Right, but like, are you safe? Yeah, are you both safe? Or I've also been in the situation to where I've been worried about the guy. Oh, that's bad. Well, well it's... Bad. Okay, is this dude going to be okay? Is she going to be the crap out of here? I, I ran into a situation once at an unknown bar, and uh, I wound up giving the girl a cup of water and gave the guy a shot. 
Because it was clearly this guy is with the wrong woman, and she's just, yeah, it's complete role reversal. People don't realize that men can be abused by women. It does happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I see it a lot. And uh, I, I, don't I, like it. I have no other thing to say about it, but it's, it's been done. It's been done. I mean, I know a guy that's had it happen to him multiple times in his life, and he's a fucking idiot and just now learning. Not um, about that life. I wouldn't be able to do it. So, um, so moving on, being that you've done, you've been a bartender for eight years. Obviously, you've been going to a bar since you were nineteen. Uh, I actually had an early start at it because I played in uh, pool leagues. From the time I was 15, so this was mid-90s, and in order to go to a league, it was in a bar. And uh, my grandpa, rest in peace, rest in peace, God bless his heart, he would uh, drop me off at baseball practice, and then he would go to the pub, meet up with the fellas, and then I would go there afterwards, and he wouldn't be ready to go yet, so he'd give me a roll of quarters, and he'd say, go shoot some pool for a while. So, I, so I've been in and out of bars since... Since the mid '90s, safe to say. Okay, so kind of a reoccurring question um, on Barstool Banter. Obviously, uh, you know this is uh, kind of a song to the bars. This podcast is, you know, because we love going to the bars. We love the bars. Absolutely love the bars. Um, I put a million dollars right there in front of you right now. Million dollars cash. Okay. All right, and I say, build me a bar. You have 100% control. What kind of theme, capacity, you know, what would be your perfect bar? You, you want me to be completely honest? Yes. I'm going with a, definitely a strip club, and I don't need the million dollars. I'll put half of that in my pocket. Uh, I'm going strip club. I, I mean, that's I, not really super honest if you're just pocketing half. Well, you know. It, it's I got a million bucks to make a bar, you know. If the building's already there, you know. If you're if you're from scratch, I need more than a million. So bucks, why a strip club then? Now, you a lot of people don't know this. Me and Nikki, we kept this kind of quiet, but I bounced at a strip club for a okay. while. Fantastic. Um, you know, not my proudest moment in my life. Definitely not my worst. Um, so you know, yeah, there's a lot of money in a strip club. There's so a lot of money going around in the strip. You can club. do a strip club right, and you can do a strip club wrong. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You have to pay mm-hmm. your talent. It's from, from what I understand, mm-hmm. you have to be able to pay your talent appropriately. And, and as you should. Because I, I have seen their performers. As a female i will admit to going which i have in other podcasts and it doesn't to have to, to be all female either it really doesn't and no it does not no actually it doesn't it would be great if there was a every other that right. in superior looking both. at 90 percent of the men i'm sure the i'm sure a male strip club would go great over the ladies you know i guess well, at least, at least twice there. a week yeah at <laughs> least even if you had it mondays and tuesdays like, maybe Honestly, if it was girl, 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 guy, girl, 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 guy, like on stage, just to, I don't know, mix it up. Mm. Bring some girls. Sounds like sounds like you need to isolate it. Sounds like Nikki has. uh, Sounds like Nikki has considered going by before, and she's like, "All right, how would I plan my week? Girl, 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 guy." Which is nothing wrong with that. No, I mean it'd be the other way around, but. You know, I, I, I don't know. I did, uh, I worked at the Steel Toe about four years ago on Pride Weekend. And I got a lot of overflow from the main. Holy shit. 
not even get into the logistics of it, but made dough. Oh, I've had made dough, dressed up nice, talked even sweeter. You know, doing my job, yeah. made dough. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's what you do when you're bartending. Like, that's you, what you do. You talk sweet. You talk real oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes it goes wrong, but... It, uh, who wants somebody talking nasty to them, you know what I mean? A lot of people, and again, something yeah, else, like something else a lot of people don't know about me is I used to DJ when I first moved up here. Um, you know, it was, I moved up here and I'm ex Carney. You know, I ran with Carnival for five years and moved up here. So you've been around. Yeah, literally the only job I could get when I got up here was car, call center. Didn't pay shit. Had to supplement income and I hooked up with a guy and, uh, not that kind of hookup. Uh, but he ran a DJ, you know, business and showed me the ropes. One of my first official gigs was at the Flame. Um, didn't know what the Flame was. Been up here a whole three months. Beautiful waterfall. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, mean, yeah, I fucking the love flame, it. Though. Like, how did you not know? Let's, let's not go there. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, I had about a six hour gig there and, um, yeah, I mean, I was having drinks bought for me. People were tipping me money Everybody for playing songs. So nice. As long as I was nice to them, you know, they're just amazing people. Um, Being nice gets you a lot longer away. Honestly, after I quit DJing, I would still go hang out at the fucking plane, you know? Then it's an awesome nightclub, decent pool tables, hell of a dance floor. Thank God they took the pictures down. You never seen the pictures? I never saw the pictures. No, my my basic memory of the flame was uh, not a good one. It was oh. it was beautiful artwork. It was hand drawn pictures of a naked guy in a very revealing pose. Oh, classy, yeah. But it was still a beautiful picture. It was well drawn. You know, hats off to whoever drew that. Yeah, Let's go smoke. Hats off. Forty five minutes. Let's go smoke. Let's stop this. All right. Now that we got the cigarette out of the way. Um, you know, uh, for anybody that's, uh, for any smoker that's under 21 years old, ha ha! Ha ha! So, we actually went over the time limit on shots. I just, uh, I was nice and buzzed, and I've been nice and buzzed since about 8 o'clock. Well, 8 o'clock last night. Yeah. Superior um, living. Superior well, living. Uh, Dad, if you're listening to this podcast, this is the real reason I stay up in the frozen hellhole of Hoth. Best um, drinking water in the world. Yes. Does that mean I'm pouring more shots? Yeah, if you could pour us another shot, uh, you know, I see a very lonely bottle isn't, there. Isn't, I don't know if the math is right, but isn't beer like 90% water? I think so. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. Water is very good for the body. But when you live beside one of the, I think it's the second largest lake in the world. No, it's the biggest. Freshwater. Freshwater. Biggest freshwater. Okay, big, yep. biggest freshwater lake in the world. Um, Not the deepest, but the biggest. Yeah, because I, I think the by volume is in Russia, I believe. Uh, so when you live that close to freshwater, water really isn't that big to you because you know it's it's going to get in your system somehow. I mean, or still venture. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cheers. Yeah, that is a good apple whiskey, though. I don't care who you are. All right, so we're going to jump back to um, the bar. Yes, sir. All right, so I got a couple maybe personal 
questions for this. Okay. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to answer it. You can just say, fuck you, Dave. You got it. I'll look at you awkwardly, and we'll move on to another question. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I wasn't scared when I signed up, Dave. All right, good, good, good. And so, family opinion of you working at a bar. Family opinion of me wait, working at a bar. Or the time you spend at a bar. Oh, I'd, I'd go with working. I'd go with working. Um, I gotta say, this is a great question. Um, when going to family events and when somebody asks you, how you been? How you doing now? Where are you working? Typically, the first three, three things you hear out of anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fucking annoying if you ask me. But anyway, uh... I think not too bad. My family loves me through and through. I, I got a great support system for family and friends. I, I love you all. And uh, they, it, it was never a big deal. You know, I, I'm kind of the black, I am the black sheep of my family. So hearing me doing something productive yeah. is a win. Well, that's good because, you know, a lot of bartenders, you know, they do have to deal with flack, you know, on the home front. Uh, you know, family thinking that, uh, you know, they're just, you could do better. You could yeah, be doing you could do better. Else. You're just going there to party, blah, blah, blah. You know, my mom, she was a bartender for many years, which is, I think, where my love for, you know, bars and bartending and bartenders comes from. Uh, it's because of how hard I've seen that woman work and how misunderstood, um, you know, I, I've seen her situation be. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely tough being a bartender juggling a family life. Oh, it's the worst. Um, Absolutely. It's the worst, especially if you have children in the teenage years. Yep. Yes. Uh, you're working a lot of six to two in the mornings, yep. you know, uh, stuff like that. You don't get to see them a lot. You got to have other people record your kids' events for them. It sucks. I, I will admit that. Yep. I, get, I have a couple of uh, streams on my phone. Of- mm-hmm. As you're watching like when I, you're bartending. I, you know, I work, I work a... <laughs> it's my kid. Forget about it. Absolutely. I work a 40-plus-hour 40 40 hour a week job on top of bartending. Another 30. Right. make ends meet, which is what you do mm-hmm. when you have children. Like, mm-hmm. I, this is mm-hmm. what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Doing what I have to do. Um, but missing... Both my kids play hockey. Missing their games. Here's a good one for you. Sucks. What but about? I have a good support system within the hockey community too, the, where they send me. In the great state of Wisconsin, if you are 18 years old and you're in the company of a parent, which you can prove, you can drink according to the bar policy. Absolutely. I've run into this a few times, and you know what? I don't recommend it. Because out of the 22 or 23 times I allowed it, after the bar said it was okay, it turned into absolute nonsense all but a couple of times. It's not worth your time. I'm sorry. Uh, 18th birthday, you got one hour to have a good time with mom and dad, then you got to go home. That's my best think, advice. You know, there's only been a handful of times that I've actually had that come into play where I've carded somebody because they're clearly under 21. Usually they come right out, right away and say, look, he's obviously not 21, he's my kid, I can prove it, and that's great, but it always turns into nonsense. Either the kid is too young to handle his booze, his or her booze, or they get into a family dispute. It's all bad. It's all bad. Actually, I don't know. 
fortunately, I have not experienced that. I've, I've had maybe maybe five times where I've lucky you had somebody bring in their kid that was. I really regret they're doing they're that. like nineteen twenty. We're almost yeah. 21. Like, they're really, really close. Oh, buy me another and, beer. <laughs> and, have, and honestly, like, a couple of times it's been, the, the kid was already a little intoxicated. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had to counsel them into how, this is how you sober up. Mm-hmm. Here's some water, drink it. Here's some ginger ale. Uh, lemon and bitters. Mm-hmm. was a, a big big one was, for the hiccups uh, one kid yeah because yeah, well, one kid had the hiccups like mad and my, my best advice I could give to any bartender ever is always try to prevent so you don't have to protect yeah. see something before it happens it's great advice you can't always be right and you're not always going to be right and but you can correct the wrong you know you can see something before it happens and if you don't well, then you have to handle the situation accordingly. And that's one thing that you, one of the many things that you have to do when you are a bartender. It's a curse. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have an issue with, um, or I shouldn't say an issue, but given where I work, like going to Grumpy's um, currently. Great bar, by the way. I, I enjoy it. Some days I enjoy it. Most days, I should say, I enjoy it. But there are many times where there's somebody that comes in that's like clearly wasted, mm-hmm. and they want another drink. You're getting one, then you're going home. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, great state of Wisconsin. Where, that's essentially where I'm going. Is like, dude, I will give you one drink, and I I pour it very, very, very light. They get really mad when you cut them off, and that's the I have an issue with that. That like, that's the hardest thing I found about being a bartender is cutting somebody off. Yeah. It's hard because anytime you, a lot of times when you're cutting somebody off, it's because they're getting belligerent, they're angry. It's you know it's time, and uh, it's just a huge. You're doing it for the benefit of them, yes. not yourself. But they're seeing it as you're the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, when you were called, just the good guy for how many hours before? No. I've been called. It's like, dude, <laughs> I am cutting you off. I am saving you. You're you're already gonna hate tonight when you lay down in bed. You get tomorrow, to spend. you're not gonna care. Um, just trust me here. It's time for you to go home. Thankfully, the the nights that I've run into those people have been nights where, like, working on grumpies. It's been nights where there's a thing going on, and the owner and his wife are there. Because they're the ones running the event, and I'm just bartending, to which I can kind of go. All right, so did, I'm not serving you anymore because of your behavior, and they come back with, "Well, you're a, a fucking word I can't say on this podcast because it's part of our rules," um, and I just defer to ownership, and I, I've been fortunate. Very, very fortunate to be in situations where that hasn't happened to me when I've been by myself. No. I think the best way to get through to these people is use your experience as leverage. Use it as Thor's hammer, so to speak. Uh, for instance, one night, I literally not only told the person they needed to go, but I called them in taxi. Not once, not twice, but three times. Three different cab companies. Okay. From my own cell phone, she turned down all three of them. Later on in the night, decided to drive down the wrong way 
on the Blondnik Bridge. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. Well, luckily, that's, uh, you know, if, if cops are you ever coming. You can only go so far. Yeah, yeah if, cop, if it was ever to come back on you, so let's say she did get in a head-on collision, killed family of three. I'd feel terrible. Well, you would feel terrible, but you could show where mm-hmm. I tried multiple times mm-hmm. um, and she refused to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, brings me back to, you know, some people don't know they cut off limit because they have very limited experience with drinking. Now, the three of us, we have all gotten to that point we don't like to be at. You know, where it's that point where you just absolutely hate yourself. Nikki, this is about twice a week for you. Oh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we know our cutoff point to where it's like, okay, if wait an hour, I could possibly drive home, not drinking anymore. I can't pick my head up. I shouldn't be drinking yes. anymore. I, oh, you will never catch me passing out at a bar. No. Unless no. I'm hanging out at Grumpy's with Nikki till close on a Sunday night and thinking about I've got to be up at 6 a.m. And, and the great state of Wisconsin, you can actually do that. Yeah, You're just thinking about giving your pillow head at that point. It's not exactly. It's not because you're super drunk. It's just, you're super tired and you want to go to sleep. You know what? It's a Wednesday night. You spent $120 in my establishment. You're not bugging anybody. You want to lay your head down for a couple hours out of the bar? Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, go uh, for it. You won't catch me throwing up on a bar. You won't catch me throwing up in the toilet of a bar. No, I've done that. I've done there that. has been one instance to where I threw up on Tower Avenue while laying down in the bed, bed of my pickup well, truck. That was a um, lucky. I didn't go to fucking jail that, that night. That was a, a special circumstance. Circumstance. We'll go with special circumstance. Special. Was, yeah. Dugout closing party. Open bar. Yeah. Everybody was drinking shout, shout out to the, the Superior Police Department, too. Wow. They do a heck of a bang-up job. They really do. I'm not talking about uh, patrolling the streets. I mean, like, going... When, when they go to calls... They, they, I've seen it, and I've seen it firsthand. They do a great job. And you know what? I've been uh, the guy at 3 in the morning on Tower Avenue and throwing up and had a police officer stop to make sure I was okay. Yeah. Just to make sure I was yeah, okay. Yeah, no, the Superior Police Department is do amazing. Do a bang-up job. Um, they do a great job. They're put in some shitty situations. Every day. Um, Every day. Like any police officer in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they they live here. And then Most, the firefighters uh, there's coming a good out chance to people you know falling them. down. Yep. Bang-up job. Way to go. You take our worst bar stories as bartenders, and you make that an everyday Occurrence Welcome to our world. Oh, I would police love officers. to. I would love to get a police officer or a paramedic or a firefighter on here and just discuss bar stories with. It. It'll be a short podcast, but you know, I think that'd be keep names out of it, locations Absolutely. out of it, Absolutely. subject yeah. to be changed. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, a bunch I of. I think that uh, we have we have enough contacts to make that happen. But I mean, and anytime police have been involved in my bartender stories. That's my worst night, and that's like an everyday. Plus, that, you the, want them to ask you, do you have a a uh, bartender's license? Because, of course, you do. I, I absolutely do. Wisconsin, Actually, you know, came I out in 1848, do. and you know what? These little laminated pieces of paper give us the power to get people fucking hammered. Legitimately, nobody's ever asked me to see it, but I actually do have a valid 
bartender's license. Thirty bucks a year, not yeah. a big deal. No, I've not for, a big deal for the fine that comes from not having not having it. it why bet. wouldn't you pay right. the thirty dollars? Every bar I've ever worked at paid for mine, and and nobody, literally but, paid for mine. Yes, but nobody's ever asked me to see it. They just said, "Do you have a license?" Yes. Yes. Nobody's ever, so I get why. There's probably a crap load. Not to throw any of you under the bus. I'm mm, sorry mm. if I do. If I'm. Doing Go out and get your bartender license. It's not that hard. Pay the $30. Pay the 30 bucks. You're going to make it back in your first hour or your first shift. Also, if you work in a bar that is just outside city limits, you need to figure out where your bar is located and go get your license in that city. Mm-hmm. There it because is. Because Superior is not all-encompassing. of Tavern County. license, I believe it's called. Oh, well, I'm no longer licensed to operate in a bar. You need no, to get it renewed. Expired. Yeah, I'm on expired June of last year. Need to go get that renewed. But you're not a bartender right now. So you're I'm fine. not a bartender, but I feel like if I run a podcast called Barstool Banter. You, yeah. No, but anytime you're bartending, you, I'm probably there. Yeah, that's true. And Actually, I mean, and then also in the great state of Wisconsin, one licensed bartender. Yep. So you're covered. You're fine. It's a it's a permit to party, you know? It it's, is. It's, it's a little depressing that it expired. I mean, let's pay the 30 bucks and get it. You know what else expired? I believe it's time for a revel stroke. I believe it's been You know minutes. what? I think it's actually been... Well, 16 minutes, I believe. Yeah. Look at him. He absolutely... He I like loves... Math. I like math. That has got to be the first time that a guest has reminded us. No, yeah. Show. First time? Yeah. yeah. You want to ask me a question? Usually the guest can't hang. Ask me what my favorite number is. Uh, what's your favorite number? Number one. No matter what. All right. So if best. you're if you're drinking along with us... Uh, you know we're drinking Revelstoke Apple Whiskey right now. Uh, something you may not know is we are down to one more round in the bottle. Uh, this has God been... Damn. God damn. We came to the party. We came to the party. Uh, we're probably still going to go to the bar and run up a $50 tab. It's being nice there. Yeah. I'm all it, for it. It is Saturday night. It is Saturday. I think... Uh, I think if we do go out, we'll go to tap. Hey. Bartender, bartender's uh, haven right there. Absolutely. love tap. That's why um, I think, uh, let's not get our hopes up, but I uh, think pretty soon we're going to be above tap recording this podcast. Okay. Um, all right. So, you know, obviously you love bartending or else you would absolutely still, or else you wouldn't still be doing it while doing an, an adult job absolutely uh, it's like i went out and got an adult job thought i was going to still bartend and immediately realized that yeah i can't do that i have an adult job and i also bartended two to three days a week. all right you both need to stop first off bartending is an adult job you have to be an adult adult to do it Nobody and you also have to adult other adults while adulting. <laughs> I, it's 100% a real, a.k.a. real job, a.k.a. adult job for two reasons. One, you're working. Yes. You're on a payroll. Yes. Yes. And for two. You're paying taxes. You're paying taxes. And, you're and, payroll, and, and, you're sometimes, taxes. and sometimes, not to mention any names because I'm not that guy, but you don't get all your credit card tips. Absolutely That's why you should not. always tip in cash. Yep. I've had it before where cash. people are like, I don't want to pay the 350 ATM fee. I slap a motherfucking $5 bill on the bar and say, go get that 20 out of there. Go get that 40 out of there. 
You rack up a hundred, two hundred dollar tab, go get some dubs. Absolutely. Some dubs. And it's it's so easy to not leave a good tip when you tip with a credit card. Yeah. Let's get this out of the way. Ten percent ten percent is 20. if you had an absolute shit time. And yes. I don't mean because it was busy and you didn't get served right away. I mean because the bartender probably shouldn't be bartending. They hate their job. They have no idea what they're doing. That still deserves 10%. I believe that 20% is standard. I think 25 is better. Yes. And I think and I think and I think anything over 100 bucks should be 30%. That's just my opinion. Absolutely. I have been in a situation to where somebody has run a $120 tab and they left me a whole dollar fifty. There are some people that will. I have. I. I do have some regulars at Grumpy's that will boast. I keep the lights on, and they're they're good customers. They're great customers. I love them. Um, I'm actually going to shout out to Jay and Erica if they are listening. Love you guys. You are except for fun Jay's patrons. whistling. Yeah, the the whistling can stop Jay, um, but. You are great customers. I enjoy your company. You are regulars. You come in, have a couple of drinks, go home. How good does it feel when somebody comes awesome. up to you that you barely know and says, you are the best bartender? I, I don't care if they're saying it just to make you feel well. It feels the best. I mean, I have to it share really my does. spotlight at Grumpy's with, uh, sure. with uh, Kyle. And, you know, I have to bow down Kyle. It's Possibly episode nine, we'll have Kyle. We're working on Kyle. 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 You know, it'd be better if it was like Kyle. It's not just Kyle. You know, it's not just if they say it. You know, again, it. You don't have to tell a bartender they've done a great job with words. You can do it with tip. It's like if you sit down, you run up. If you run up a forty, fifty dollar tab. Ten and bucks. you you tip your bartender ten bucks. That tells your bartender, hey, I did a great job with these. People. I, I have some people at Grumpy's that it's it's a dollar a drink, which is cool. a great. Let's so, let's let's face the, it. Without bartenders, you don't have a good time but, at a bar, tavern, or lounge. Tip your bartender. We're talking Absolutely. a dollar drink, right? This is their standard. I know this about this. I take twenty cents on a dollar. It's it's a no. dollar drink. Like that's their standard. But every once in a while, two to three dollars per drink. Perfect. This is my nod as you're doing a good job. And that's what a bartender needs to know. Like, hey, I you know, tip, you. tipping's a touchy subject, and it really shouldn't be. Uh, we don't make twenty, thirty dollars an hour. Absolutely no, not. We don't. Just above minimum wage. Exactly. Honestly, which is nothing. These days, if you pay attention to economics, ten dollars an hour uh, was cool in like 1989. Um, for a lot of you listening, probably weren't even born yet. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, even when I make an hour, and I make a good amount of change an hour, it's, so real. it's still not what it was. You know, my opinion is on it: you can never make enough money. No, the more you make, the Absolutely. more you spend. Uh-huh. More money, so. more problems. <laughs> So we we've kind of answered a couple questions I had written down here, or you know, fucked from, it up for everybody. Look at that. No, we just kind of segued into it. So segue, side to side, segue, segue, pay me side. money, segue. I've actually never written on a segue, and me I'd either. love to. 
I haven't either. Like, I'd be scared to, honestly. When you guys do, I would like to uh, bring you. make a TikTok video out of it. <laughs> That's my new thing. I'm TikToking. So, bartending eight years. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself in 10? You know what? Uh, the way the world is going these days, I would have to say in 10 years, I'm going to be even happier than I am right now. And I'm at the top of my game right now. So, uh,. I think what's going to happen, especially in the Twin Ports, I've been saying this for five years now, I think eventually uh, Superior is going to be down to about seven or eight bars, unfortunately. However, them seven bars are going to flourish, and only the best bartenders and servers are going to be around to participate, and if you make that cut, I think it'll be all worth it. I have a story for you. I was on a cruise last May. I was on a cruise ship, 1,500 feet long, okay? Um, And they had a robotic bartender. You go up to the kiosk, you type in what you want, and all these crazy arms will come over, grab the bottle, grab the glass, dump the ice, Pour the drink, hit the fluid, and then put it up right in front of you. No bullshit. No, no, uh, no vocals. Nothing. You know what? It actually was okay. I mean, it was, I would, it was I would okay. Try it. I would try it once, but so I, I don't if you think don't like your job, or... believe me, there's somebody right around the corner oh, to replace absolutely. you, for sure. Actually, pouring drinks is not the hardest part of no. bartending at all. No. Like, pouring drinks is just memorizing recipes. And once you memorize what people like, you know, the regulars, the ones that matter, the ones that are there every day, the ones actually keeping the lights on, um, that's when it becomes fun. Yeah. Because To see somebody walking up, like, know what they want. We've got a a camera outside. And if they switch it up on you, no big deal. No big deal. I have my regulars, and I actually had a guy uh, last... Last night when I was working, he was pissed that I had his beer ready for him. He like, well, I'm not having beer. I'm like, dude. Fine, I'll put it on ice for somebody else. All right. Don't get pissed at me, but like, this How you doing today? every goddamn right. time you walk in the door. Why are you mad at me? But come out and say it. I'm not going to say that, that being a bartender is the greatest job in the whole world. But it is a job. Absolutely. And uh, people people do depend on you. For more than one reason. Honestly, if, if bartending came with uh, you know health insurance and retirement, I would do it full time, like more than full time, because mm-hmm. I already work a full time job mm-hmm. for the health insurance and the mm-hmm. retirement. I, don't, I mean, clearly the paycheck, but I make more money bartending than I do at my forty hour plus a week job. And how fucked up is that? Obviously, there's days where I don't, but mm-hmm. make more than makes up for. Any, anybody that's ever bartended before has never said, I called in sick on a Friday or a Saturday night. No. <laughs> and then, you know what? If you, if or the you, night before Christmas but, or Thanksgiving or Fourth July. Or, you don't call in sick. You find someone to take your shift. Correct. That's the biggest difference. It would take me coming out from uh, all kinds of angles from... Both angles to uh, Jesus to not Christ. Friday, Friday night, I had a well, actually Friday day. 
So my Fridays, I I don't get to work until about nine o'clock at night because I work my regular job. Sure. And right now I'm on eleven thirty to eight p.m. So I can't get to my bartending job until nine p.m. Well, I had a headache, like a crazy headache. I couldn't get it to go away. So I text my bartender group and I'm like, dude, I have a crazy headache. Anybody can work it by nine nine p.m. I think uh, and the, the best the best way to improve yourself as a bartender, go to major cities, get yeah. out, fucking use some of that hard-earned money. Go to yeah. go go to Chicago, go to New York, go to Dallas, go to Miami, go to Los Angeles, go to all these big cities and watch how these bartenders get down like Charlie Brown, and you will learn so much. You know, cutting corners, how to deal with people. It's amazing how them urban uh, bartenders. Get no, done. I have no. I actually have no desire to do that. But I mean, like, I've done it. It it does help. Trust me, it does help. But okay. when you have worked a full day shift at your regular job, and then you have to go into the bar and uh, try going into a day day shift and then going to a night shift and then doing that five six days a week. Well, that's what she does, and she's a glutton for fucking punishment. Absolutely, I feel like um, if I'm not working, I'm she, wasting she my claims, time. She claims. Can you claims, work for me? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm she, that person. She claims we need the money, which really we don't. Look, honestly, she um, this woman right here doesn't want to admit it. She loves bartending. She loves the job. She loves should. serving drinks. She loves yeah. meeting new people, I do. conversating I do. with I her like friends. Um, I do miss the people. She's good at it. I've only seen a few times where this woman was stomped as far as a drink. Um, if she didn't know it, she'd ask you, well, what's in it? You give her the ingredients, not the portions. She's going to make that damn drink for you. And that's the thing, too. Don't ask for something. You don't know what Absolutely. it is. At least use your brain. Use your phone. You pay for the damn thing. Google. It's amazing. You, know, you type something. It tells you step-by-step step what to do. Have it ready for your bartender. I had a huge list of drinks and shots on my phone, and I'm really kind of disappointed because I realized the other day that it disappeared. I don't know where it went. You can oh, literally Google hurts. the bartender's well, black there, book. There were so it many. It my soul. But the, this is like superior Yes. And d- dugout, you've been to dugout. Absolutely, dugout had its trademark drinks, just like Lee. Lee, it's that gone. bartends at uh, Tat and used to mm-hmm. bartend at Palace, mm-hmm. had his trademark shot. Oh, absolutely! I miss I miss that shot, Barney's balls. It was an amazing shot. All right, so you had the undertow at dugout. Great shot. It's not going to get you fucked up. It's a great shot, though. Um, I had somebody ask for four Zach attacks in fucking Duluth a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Zach St. Arnold developed that shot. What? Yes. The Zach attack. It was on my list. Yeah. And somebody ordered I've never met these people before. It was in the recipe box at Dugout. And before, like, the night that we had our closing party, I took pictures of. Yeah. Yes. All of the like the recipe box. It's delicious. Like yeah. Rue's fucking awesome, which oh. contains so many things that I don't know what was in there. What's off not the top of in my it. head? But you can't just throw whatever into it. It's it's. And I hate to say it, but most of the time when people order drinks like that, I just put whatever. They in. are so broke. <laughs> 
But, but, yeah, but I that's have, okay. That's I have okay. these recipes in my phone, and I, somebody, we were sitting at chat the other night, and somebody was like, hey, what's in this shot? And I'm like, hey, I have this written down, and I went to pull up the thing, and it was gone. Like, I can't find it. And it's like, she sent me a copy as well, and I'm I went crying. digging through mine. I am absolutely crying, because I cannot find this. Because there, there was even a fucking awesome shot, wasn't there? So like, I think I've oh, made absolutely. that a handful of times. It's the pore strength is the yes. between the shot and the drink. Yeah, you got to be smart as a bartender. Up- Definitely don't. Don't you upgrade the non-alcoholic content? Right, nope. it, right. You want it in a pint glass? Fine, you're you're gonna get jealous. Well, it's like there there's one uh, drink. There were like um, seven or eight alcohols in that. There's shot. one drink Josh Rue had me making him for a while. It was yeah. I can't remember Alabama Slam. I, I, I want to say he. I want to say it was a ghetto Long Island or something like that. But you yeah. replaced uh, the regular vodka with grape vodka. And you replace the um, soda with. Oh, sh- I don't remember. Some kind of a grape drink. And, dude, it was grape fucking amazing. Maybe? Maybe. But, okay. dude, it was fucking amazing. It's like I tried to sip up, you know, the typical, you know, you get a straw full mm-hmm. and try mm-hmm. it. And I was like, oh my God, I want to get so fucked up off this mm-hmm. drink. He looked at me like he has something profound. You guys ever had a landmine before? No. You know what's in it? What? What's not in it? Oh. You shouldn't drink those. I don't want to drink those. They're terrible. Because you can't gauge where you are in your sobriety. Or or maybe people don't do that. But I want to know what's in my shot. Because I want to know. One of the worst things a bartender ever wants to hear for themselves is somebody say, I quit drinking yesterday. Good for you, not going to do very good for us. But good for you, you know what I mean? Do you know that guy? I do, I talked to him last night. <laughs> That's my brother-in-law. At the Rustic. <laughs> That's my brother-in-law. Hey. Who, Howard? Howard. Yeah, Harry over here. My, my sister just responded to some snaps, and she's like, oh my God, we know that guy. He sang uh, Big Balls by ACDC yeah. last night at the Rustic. Yeah, that's my sister. That's no, they they her, absolutely uh, love karaoke and... They do. Yeah, they love the rustic. I, it's so something I miss. Shout out. They say hi. We have a bottle of Rebel Stoke here that needs oh, to be finished I, off. I believe it's shot. Uh, we are getting... We are getting close. Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Uh, actually, we're down to two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. It's my favorite time of the day. Uh, so, uh, Nikki's, Nick, Nikki is going to uh, divvy up the last of this Rebel Stoke out. We are going to kill this bottle. I'm excited for this conclusion. I really am. Um... Dun, dun, dun. And holy fuck. Make it a double. <laughs> that is cashed. And that is an empty bottle of Rebel Stoke that is... Um, Unfortunately, I have a whole lot of Bud Light salsa. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a liter. You know what? If you weren't on episode five of Barstool Banter, drink a bottle of Rebel Stoke apple whiskey, you ain't doing shit in life. Exactly. This is probably the, Cheers. Uh, the, Cheers. the first podcast we've finished in entire bottle that's not true Chloe and Miles we killed Jameson that was between four people four glad I wasn't there for that one I would have threw up everywhere it doesn't matter we killed a bottle probably fought myself is it safe to say that we're looking for uh, constant positive and negative feedback to the barstool banter. Oh, absolutely. absolutely! We want to hear. We want to hear what, what everybody has to say. How they feel. Maybe some 
questions and concerns. Absolutely. What can we do better? What can we do better? I absolutely I think we're doing a fine welcome. job so far. I welcome constructive criticism. Me too. Don't comment on any, you know, anywhere I post this. Do not comment with just trolling bullshit. If you're going to try to be a troll. Right. You want to be a tough guy? You want to be a tough guy? Meet me on Tower Avenue. How you doing? But if you have some actual constructive criticism, you know, I think you could have done this better. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. this right Mm -hmm. here was good, but this right here you know, be even better. Absolutely. Bring it to me. I am new to this. You guys know that Howard Stern was an absolute terrible disc jockey when he first started. Oh, yeah. Now he is the alpha. Yep. The elf on the microphone. Oh, so, I wouldn't go that far. Well, we're still talking about him. <laughs> we are. Uh, yeah, I mean, he has survived a lot of radio wars. So, Is he still on air? Oh, fuck yeah. I think he's so still on So it's five on, decades um, or five decades? No idea. God damn. It's 70s, gotta be close. 80s, yeah. 90s, 2000s, Holy shit. Six decades. I don't think anybody else has ever done that. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Dude. So uh, I might be on to something. Howard Stern, how you doing? You're a pervert, but you made it. You made the cut. <laughs> I know um, I know Howard Stern is loosely responsible for the podcast industry. He was the first one to go to Sirius commercial free, which is basically you know, the cornerstone of podcasts, you know, it, there are a lot of podcasts out there. If I was one of them 45 minutes ago, I would have plugged about five minutes of shit, which I will never do. I will plug everything at the end or maybe a quick one in the beginning. That's about it. And speaking of plugging, um, Clint. Yes, sir. Dude, it's been amazing. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, before we end this, obviously you work at a bar. Mm-hmm. You want to see your people there. What bar are you working at? Uh, you can find me from time to time in uh, the great town of Proctor at the keyboard. Go on down there. Good people, good times. Affordable prices. And uh, also, a quick shout out uh, to the best whiskey bar in Minnesota, if you ask me. The Rascaller. Oh Located in Old just... City Hall on Michigan Street, I'm telling you, I if you consider yourself a gent or a lady and you haven't been there yet, you haven't qualified. Uh, get on down there. I was just uh, I was just talking to my coworker yesterday about the Rathskeller, and I told him like, dude, if you ever want to get dolled up and we go out, we're going to the Rathskeller. Look good, drink um, even better. It's, Top shelf whiskey. Oh my goodness! It's uh, I think it's a old smoked, fashioned heaven. Smoked old fashioned there that mm. I absolutely love. I love good old fashioned. Mm. They literally smoke it there. Like they have a in smoker machine that they smoke that old fashioned in front of you. So if you haven't been to it, a lot of history involved. A lot in of Rascal. culture. A lot of history. Uh, Raskeller back in the '30s during Prohibition was a speakeasy. Uh, and it looks the part, still feels the part. It's an amazing place. Again, get dolled up. Double Windsor, don't fuck around. Why have you not taken me there? And I mean the tie, not also, the drink. Also, do you know how to tie a double Windsor? YouTube. Duh. Uh, I've, watched, no I've watched that video many times. It's <laughs> or Brent. Or Brent. I go ADD on it. I'm sorry. Right. Brent knows his stuff. Um, 
You know, also, this uh, this episode of Barstool Banter is brought to you by On The Fly. If hey! You're, if you're a bar owner and you find yourself needing a bartender on the fly, give Johnny McGee a car, McGee, call. He is a bar service professional. You can reach him at jmcgee4356 at gmail.com. Again, if you need a bartender on the fly, please contact him. Uh, this is Dave. And Nikki. And this is Clint Roberts, and uh, you may not have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of listening. Can I get him to go home? Whoa.